Welcome to Good and Glory with Britt Coburn. I'm really excited to spend some time with you today. I feel like this year has brought on so many uncomfortable situations. Nothing really feels like it used to, and many things feel awkward. In fact, I was in Target alone the other night. This is something I used to love being able to do. Instead of enjoying myself, I found myself just plain anxious. However, today, and I'm recording on Wednesday before the episode releases, the weather here in North Carolina was perfect, and I decided that we needed to spend our morning at the park. The kids took their bikes, and we just enjoyed being on a playground and riding bikes on a trail. It felt almost normal. Being outside and enjoying something that we used to do all the time was so good for my soul. It really made me think, what is something we can do every day or once a week that resembles our old normal? I think during this weird season, we need to find our little pieces of normal and hold on to them. So today, do something for yourself to bring hope and joy. Now, let's get a bit more serious for a minute, if you don't mind. In today's culture, whatever is right for you goes. You don't have to look at the damaging effects it will later have on you. It's whatever makes you feel good in these moments. Being in the world but not of the world is super easy on some levels. The Bible makes some things really clear and lays it out there for you. However, there are new levels of gray areas that the world is adding and saying that since scripture doesn't come right out and say anything about it specifically, then it must be a human judgment situation. More times than not, those trying to make these gray area decisions are going to choose whatever their flesh wants to do. Because, hey, the Bible doesn't say it's bad, necessarily. In these situations, as believers, what are we supposed to do? Where are we supposed to get our information and how do we form our opinions? And is it better to develop our answers best on feelings, outward appearance, or scripture? In reading through the New Testament, I don't think that there are as many gray areas as we would like to believe. In Colossians alone, Paul lays out things pretty clearly. In Colossians 3, 5 through 6, it says, So put to death whatever in your nature belongs to the earth, sexual immorality, impurity, shameful passion, even evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience. Verse 8 goes on to say, But now put off all such things as anger, rage, malice, slander, abusive language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with its practices. If we follow just these three verses and put everything into categories, I think that things are pretty clear. We can ask ourselves, does what I want to do fall into the category of sexual immorality, impurity, shameful passion, even evil desire or greed? If not, what are the implications that it may later have down the road? If we have the Holy Spirit living within us and guiding us, we know deep down what really needs to happen, especially if we are immersing ourselves in the Word on a daily basis, and we know what it says. It is super dangerous to go off of our worldly feelings when making decisions and to go against what Scripture is really saying. Those decisions are going to cause you more harm than good. You might give advice to a friend who is struggling with lust to give in to those feelings because it is what's right for them. 
They may love you all the more for saying what their flesh wanted to hear, and in the end, you're going to be held responsible for your bad advice, and your friend is most likely going to end up hurt, depressed, or feeling shame because they didn't walk in the ways of the Lord, but instead followed their flesh. Do you understand what I'm trying to say here? You cannot live life based off of what we want to believe and what we are feeling. I know it would make life easier if all of our decisions could be based on feelings that made us happy. But God knew that we couldn't trust ourselves. He saw how much we wanted to follow the things that Satan put in front of us to separate us from the Lord. So, in His great grace and mercy, He sent His Son Jesus and the Holy Spirit to help us in our weaknesses. We have to follow them and what their word says if we have a chance of survival in this world. There are so many great authors out there. People who can write so eloquently and who can really make a stand for their own points of view. Words are so very powerful, and if you have the gift of persuasion, you can get anyone to believe you. The problem is that so many people living in this world and speaking or writing are following their own agenda. I can think of multiple people who want scripture to say one thing or another so that it makes them feel good. They read and manipulate scripture so that the words line up with their beliefs. Whoa, this is dangerous. I can think of a handful of people that have a major platform and spew words that are so far from Christ and his scripture. As followers of Christ, we need to be wise with who we follow. If you aren't strong enough to decipher those words for yourself, stick to just reading scripture for a while. See what it really says before you go out and follow the words of people including mine. There was a time that I would read something and think, hey, this sounds really good. And I'd go with it. It sounded good. It made me feel happy. And it was written by a quote unquote Christian leader. So why not? But thankfully, in asking for wisdom, the Lord has been gracious and has given it to me. I've learned to love God's word on a deeper level. And I take what it says as absolute truth. Now, when I read something, I can decipher it more as what I wish I could believe and what is false doctrine versus what it should say based off of scripture. I remember the first time this really happened. A mom group I was in decided to read a brand new release from a popular author. As you know, I love reading anything, so I jumped right in. There were parts of the book that were awesome, ideas for community and fellowship and growing together that I loved. And I still to this day want to apply. However, in the middle of the book were tucked some pretty wonky theology ideas. Things that made me question the heart behind the author. They were so subtle, they honestly scared me. Here I was reading this book and loving concepts and ideas and hidden in the middle pages were ideas about Christ and his scriptures that didn't quite line up. How many people read this book and because of the few awesome points, decided to take every single word and apply it and make it their way of thinking? It's scary and sad to think of this as a way Satan gets in to start people on a path away from Christ. The thing is, we are all humans and can quickly say one wrong thing and start someone down a path of sin. We must stay in scripture daily and we must understand 
The books written by humans are just that, written by humans. We need to remember while reading that every single person is working out their faith. This means that there may be times when they get it wrong. We must take what this world says and hold it up to the lens of scripture to see where it lines up. Reading books is wonderful, fantastic even, but if you aren't reading scripture first and foremost, it will be easy for the thoughts and ideas of this world to creep in. We need to be like the Jewish leaders in Acts 17. Paul and Silas went to Berea, and when they arrived, they went straight to teaching the Jewish synagogue. Verse 11 says, These Jews were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they eagerly received the message, examining the scriptures carefully to see if these things were true. The Jews loved what Paul had to say, but they didn't just take his word for it. They lined it up with the scriptures, and when they had discovered that he was telling the truth, They believed, and they encouraged others around them to believe. As we have said, we live in a world that believes anything goes. I'm sure each of us know at least one person who wants to live the way they deemed best due to their personal feelings. You might even be this person. It makes believing scripture hard. We want so badly to love and accept everyone, and to show kindness, and to make everyone feel warm and fuzzy and accepted. The problem is that in our effort to do this, we're not holding them accountable for their actions, especially if it's in a gray area. We're loving them and we're giving them the perception that their ideas and life choices will be fine and won't harm. But in reality, we as Christians need to point out what scripture says, not in a hateful and condemning way. And we need to help them see that those sins or even the gray areas will lead to more heartache than good. Protecting their souls and pointing out potential error is not mean. It's actually the kindest thing that you can do. I love the opening of 2 Peter because it says exactly what we are talking about. Verse 3 through 8 says, I can pray this because His divine power has bestowed on us everything necessary for life and godliness through the rich knowledge the one who called us by his glory and excellence. Through these things, he has bestowed on us his precious and most magnificent promises, so that by means of what was promised, you may become partakers of the divine nature. After escaping the worldly corruption that is produced by evil desires, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith excellence, to excellence knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brother affection, to brotherly affection unselfish love. For if these things are really yours and are continually increasing, they will keep you from becoming ineffective and unproductive in your pursuit of knowing our Lord Jesus Christ more intimately. God gave us brains to think for ourselves, and we must use them. I think living in gray areas is super dangerous, and we really have no excuse to call anything gray. When you read and live by scripture, everything can be held to that standard. I think we're just too lazy to put in the work. Second Peter shows us that we have to make every effort, not just a little, not just some, but every 
to add to our faith in excellence. We have to build upon it. We must work at it daily. And when we start putting in the work, things become more black and white. We learn to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit more clearly, and we start to walk in truth. I know that taking a stance on worldly things seems to cause harmony and bring fellow humans together. But is agreeing with things that go against the Bible worth the risk of losing your soul and theirs to sin and an eternity without Christ? The kind of thing to do is to lovingly point them to Scripture and to what it says and allow the Holy Spirit to convict and change. We need to do this for our own minds as well. So this week, pick up your Bible and start reading, truly reading what it says. Sit in some quiet and listen. Truly listen to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. And then make this a daily practice so that you will not be tempted to conform to the ways of this world. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me today. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a review where you listen to podcasts. I also ask that you share this podcast with your friends and family. If you think they need to hear it, share it. I would greatly appreciate it. You can find me on social media at Good and Glory Podcast. Please go give me a follow and let's be friends. Until next time, may the grace of Jesus be with you.